Julie Mason. Thanks for being with me in the press pool on this Tuesday. We want to focus now on the situation in Syria and a fascinating new documentary looking at what life is really like on both sides of a country's civil war. Ali Lambert is the first Western filmmaker to spend an extended period living and filming both the rebels and the regime. He almost died four times making Syria behind the lines. The documentary premieres tonight on PBS's Frontline at 10. Tonight on Frontline... Two enemies face each other in a brutal civil war. On one side, a young rebel soldier fighting to the death to bring down the regime of President Bashar al-Assad. My greatest joy will be to become a martyr and for Syria to be liberated. Facing him, a career soldier determined to preserve the Assad regime. We're all martyrs in the making to keep our country safe. Ali Lambert, welcome to the press pool. Thank you very much for having me. It's so great to have you. Your film is such an achievement. Well, uh, that's very kind. I mean, it, it was uh, the first thing I've done for Frontline, and they're um, they're the big boys as far as I'm concerned. And it does feel like an important bit of work, and hopefully gives some kind of insight into the conflict and, and where it's going. Well, an insight into the conflict is exactly what's needed. It struck me. Two things struck me when I was watching your film. Well, several things, but two things off the top of my head. One is that uh, we really haven't seen that much footage out of Syria. And two, there's almost a sort of dispiriting familiarity about it, isn't there? And that's no commentary on your work. It's just these the, the, these um, civil wars, they, they, they do tend to repeat. Yeah, and I think... Um kind of conflict watchers and analysts do see these patterns emerging. I mean, some people have talked about the, the potential kind of balkanization of, of Syria and is trying to use this model and, and applying it to the way the civil war is going. I mean, I'm not sure that, I mean, you said that there's not much footage coming out. In, in a strange way, I think that a lot of material is coming out of Syria. The problem is that it's very, very similar. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's brutal and it's tragic and there's you know, a large number of people dying. And yet somehow, as viewers and as sort of consumers of the media, there's something that becomes very familiar to it all. It's almost as if you've seen it before. Of course, you haven't, but it often feels that way. You it know? does. It's children throwing rocks, people screaming at each other and um, sectarian violence. And I don't mean to be dismissive of Syria, but I can kind of get why Americans haven't really plugged into this, this crisis yet. Yeah, I mean, and that's why things like, I mean, there's not many documentary series like Frontline Around, but what they were able to provide for me was just uh, this, the, the amount of time mm-hmm. that is required to go in and actually, I mean, I lived there for about five weeks, and that's a very different operation to, say, going in for, you know, a few days and getting a quick news report and coming out. I mean, hopefully, if the film achieves one thing, is to give you enough time, not just time in terms of the viewing time that it takes to watch, but it's filming people over a very extended period. Um, you know, you, you see people's stories play out. You get a sense of what their lives are really like, not just the very intense moment, but with the young fighter that I filmed. You're not just meeting him, and you're seeing him a number of times over a period of weeks, but you're meeting his mom, you're meeting his friends. And hopefully that might do something towards making it more real and to try and punch through that familiarity that people will feel when they watch this stuff. Uh, You spent time with both the Free Syrian Army and the Syrian Arab Army. How did you get them to trust you and open up so much? They seemed quite forthcoming and willing to let you be around with your camera. 
it's one of those eternal questions in documentaries, really, is that, that people are often very keen to speak. Um, often all, all that's required is that you, if you can indicate to people that you're not coming with an agenda, that you just want to hear what they've got to say and hear their side of the story, then... Um, there's a famous documentary maker who, who said that humans should all be born with a tattoo on their arm that says, born to blather. Now, people, <laughs> want, people want to talk, and people, mm-hmm. once they're assured that you're not trying to catch them out and you're prepared to listen, then anyone, whether that's a, whether that's a rebel soldier, a regime soldier, a, pe- a politician or a farmer, everyone wants to speak. Everyone wants their time. You know, I'm here now talking to you. It's because I've, I feel I've got something to say, and, and, and we're all programmed to do that. So... You know, the hardest bit wasn't so much getting people to talk. It was, it was actually getting there in the first place. Um, I mean, getting to the, the rebel side of, of the line is actually relatively easy. Um, I mean, it's not easy at all, but you can, you can go to Turkey and you can sneak across the border. And we, it took a couple of days then to travel through rebel territory to this, the village that I filmed in. It was much harder to get onto the regime side. Um, it took a lot more reassurance to the regime of, of who we are and what we were doing. And then that was a whole other process of going from back from back to London and then to Damascus via Beirut, and then getting a regime escort and then being driven up a pretty pretty hairy journey, I have to say, to the um, the regime side of the line. And I ended up filming a, a less than a mile away from where I'd been a few weeks earlier, but it was impossible to just cross from directly from one village to the other. It was just too dangerous. It was literally a war zone. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, the whole the whole country is pretty much a war zone. Um, what was um, most challenging about being in that war zone, specifically that location, was it? It was. It was almost like the definition of a front line. There's a. Um, I was filming in a valley, and there's a river down the middle of this valley. And until a few months ago, this this river would supply. Uh, water would irrigate this very rich, fertile farmland, and, and the community there lived, had lived very peacefully with, its, with each other. But now the river has become a dividing line, and it separates the Sunni rebels and Sunni villagers on one side, and the Alawite regime loyalists and the army on the other. And um, it, it was it was a it was a very intense experience, you know. 